Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Big day because today someone gets a movie role. Yeah. Well, today's the day. <laughs> it's not Lunchbox role. Well, no. He's oh. in it. He's um, back in it. How is that even possible? He's back in it because <laughs> I will say this. We had added a twist. Yeah. But we didn't have to because Lunchbox was like, I need to be back in it. <laughs> so dumb. So is the twist that Lunchbox wins it today. Oh, my gosh. Like, were we going to put Lunchbox in it? Yes. Yes. But he put himself back in it. Right. Which is why I believe, no, he's not in it. So you're just a hater, dude. One of you three will get a movie today. Wow. I didn't. It's not my movie. I had nothing to do with selecting one of you three. Like, how long do we have to wait? Two hours. Uh, Hey, Bones, when they told you this, were you like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, this person's perfect for that. No. Oh. Because none of you guys are actors. Hmm. So I was like, oh, that's great. And that'll be really cool for them. But I never thought about it. It's a major streaming service. It's a movie. It's a big time, okay. you know, actress. But I never, yeah, so no, but it doesn't not make sense. Okay. Um. So that'll happen. <laughs> By the way, Eddie's dad is convinced that Eddie is getting the job today. He has called me multiple times saying, have you found out? Because it's you. He said, son, I know it's you. And it could be that story I told about how he went to L.A. on a work trip, brought me back an Oscar, and I would practice my speeches in the mirror. It could be that that's making him think, but he honestly believes that this is me. Do you, believe, do you believe it's you? Yeah, 100%. I, I believe from that moment when I was a kid, this is full circle. Like sometimes you see things part of your future and you're like, wow, I didn't even know that. I did think that as a kid and now it's coming true. This is going to be one of those moments. Have you told your wife 
No. So nothing. So you nothing. don't believe in yourself then? No, no, no. I if just you don't believe, then you, you would tell people. When Lunchbox was eliminated initially, he started yelling. He already told his acting class. And I, <laughs> I'd contacted a real estate agent to sell my house. So, okay. <laughs> I don't believe that part because I don't think okay. you're going to sell your house because of one tiny. Well, no, it's more than tiny, but nine line acting spot, you know? Yeah. And then what happens after that? Agents start calling. You got to move quick. Strike, strike while the iron's hot. The iron, it takes a year for a movie to be made. Oh, didn't know that. So you'd be out there like, uh. <laughs> so Eddie thinks it's him. So he thinks he manifested it with the Oscar speech. Absolutely. Don't you believe in manifesting things? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, like I, I, I don't. I pulled a clip that I thought could show my manifestation, but I don't know if we want to play it here. Um, I'll play it coming up in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know you had a clip, but it's great to know. Mm-hmm. And Lunchbox, you believe it? You believe it's you? It's absolutely so me. Eddie believes it's him. One hundred percent. Lunchbox believes it's him. One hundred percent. Amy, are you starting to believe it's you? All I know is I put it out there a lot, so it could be coming back to me, but I don't know. Okay. Well, let's oh my go. Gosh, today we should have <laughs> today's a day. Wow. We'll do that uh, later. We should have Eric Church coming up in a little bit too. Big day, big show. <laughs> Time to check in on the Thursday mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I recently made almost $600 in a sports betting app. I'm pumped. The only problem is I told my wife I wasn't betting anymore. We've been trying to save for a summer vacation, so any extra money we have goes into that fund. I'm sitting here now. With 600 bucks, I don't know what to do with it. I mean, I'd love to put it in our vacation fund, but I'm worried she'll be upset that I made that bet behind her back. What should I do? Signed, Chase. Ooh. This is good. It is good. I want to go to Ray first because Ray had to go to a therapist about a gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. And the therapist said what? To be honest with your significant other. So there has to be trust there. So, I mean... Yeah, you, you got to tell your significant other. He has no other choice. I guess my question was about you. The therapist said what? Said that if I am going to gamble, it needs to be an amount I agree on with my wife, and I always tell her when we bet together. And are you an addict? No. She said that, she said that I was mild, uh, at times moderate, but I told her I hadn't gambled in like two weeks. Wait, all that just weeks. sounds weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean I'm he, telling you. It slowly got bigger, mild, well, sometimes moderate. Well, some of the people she was dealing with were losing hundreds of dollars, and they were gambling several times a day. And I right. said, sometimes I'll go two weeks. She goes, okay, you're not addicted at all. Okay, so what is your advice to Chase? Immediately tell the, say, hey, I went behind your back. I gambled. This is our money now. You got to be trustworthy, especially when it comes to gambling. What's the big win in this situation if you do that? Extra money. Everybody knows about it. She's going to be like, why are we eating this great dinner? What's the worst case scenario here? She's going to be mad, but when you show her that $600, I think she'll forget about it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Eddie? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the best cushion. You have to be honest with your significant other, but this is the best cushion. Like, look, I, I'm sorry. I slipped. I made a bet, but it was a good bet because I won slipped. $600. But next time you could slip and lose $600. Yeah, uh, you're done, though. You That's when you tell her this, at that moment, I'm done, though. Lunchbox. You guys are idiots. Oh. You lie to your wife and say oh. you got a bonus at work, period. Oh. That is it. And a $400 oh. bonus, they can get 200 to bet more? <laughs> whatever. Whatever you want to do, however you want to split no. it and dice it, slice it, dice it, you lie to your wife because if you tell her you're gambling, she ain't going to trust you. There is nothing good about, hey, you told me not to gamble. I'm over here gambling. No, you lied to the wife. What she don't know, You're still lying to the her. wife. Exactly. So you oh. lied once, keep the lie going. No. 
You lie until you die. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> not a I rhyme. I knew a rhyme was coming. Huh. I was waiting for it. Okay. I'm in bones. Let's finish it up, Amy, and then I'll go. I think that he needs to tell her, but then he also needs to figure out a plan to stop because I don't think that this is his last time. I do think that he has a problem and he needs to help her say, hey, I'm telling you this because also I'd like to enlist you to help me. Now, do I want to be realistic or do I want to be, this is the right thing to do? Realistic. No, okay, be realistic here's, here's the realistic thing. Caitlin. Here's say the, it. Well, I don't have a gambling problem and I gamble very, very small amounts. And so I don't, I would just, I tell her, okay. like, I've got money on this game. And she's like, well, that's the 11th game today. I was like, I know. And then we laugh about it. Oh. But if your wife said no more gambling. This is what I would say in this situation. And it wouldn't be a lie. I would say, hey, look, I need to tell you something. I'm not gambling anymore, but there's still 600 bucks in this account. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out and I'm going to put it on our vacation. That's a lie. Is any of that a lie? Yes. What's because a lie about that? that 600 was not there until you made that bet. But did I say anything about that? All I said was, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be gambling anymore, but there's 600 bucks in this account. That I may want, I'm not going to use it for anything else because we're not oh. talking about, I'm not gambling anymore. I'm going to take it out. And we're like gonna, from that moment forward. But the, I'm not saying anything about gambling. Yes, it's just there's 600 in the account. I'm taking it out for our vacation. That's it. And, I'm, and I told you I'm not gambling and I probably should have told you there was money in the account. <laughs> but then what do you do when you, what? you're going to gamble has anything been again No, no, but that, that's, you're not, being that's, dishonest. Not, part, that's, that's not part of the conversation, gambling again. Go ahead. You're being dishonest. That's not the true story. Is anything about that a lie? No. Is anything? Eddie, find the lie. The lie is, you're not really find technically lie. lying. Okay, well, thank you. I rest my case. The I'm not lying. But mm. also, let's say that she asks more questions. Well, then wait, that's not part of this scenario. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can get yourself in a situation okay. where you're lying, but don't. Just be like. Is I, this how it is at home with you and Caitlin? Oh, Caitlin, sure. find the lie. Find the lie, Caitlin. I'll be like, I. No, she'll find the lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even try this. This crap with her, I wouldn't try. <laughs> I just wouldn't tell her. The vacation would just have no extra money. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I would just go, hey, listen, I got to be honest with you. I know you don't want me gambling anymore. And so there's 600 bucks in this account. And I wanna, want you to know I'm going to take it out. I want to use it on vacation. And so I wanted you to know because I think I should use it here instead of gambling because we've talked about that. Thank you. Where's the lie? It's not honest. And you know it. Both you and I, look at, look at me in the eye. We know that's not Where's true. Where's the lie? I pr- you should probably just tell her though. <laughs> For sure. But tell me that's not a good one. Tell it me. is a good, really one. good one. Thank you. But still dishonest. All right, that's the mailbag. Thank you. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Spring is here, which means it's time to take advantage of the Home Depot low price guarantee. If you find a lower price on the same product from one of our competitors, we'll match it. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Eddie brought up that his wife will be grocery shopping and she'll get something and just eat it and then pay for it with an empty bag. Yeah, when she's done shopping. Yeah, and you thought that's weird. It's just very strange. She's been doing it for as long as I've known her and I'm like, why do you do that? Stop it. It's well, so I, weird. I do it with drinks. So I'll take an empty bottle up and be like, I drank this because I was really... Th- what are you supposed to do if you're thirsty? Just, hey, just wait. I no, mean, it's fine. You, it's fine. You're paying. For, they just want you to buy stuff. They don't care what order. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, we had a whole conversation about that. Here is Dan from Florida. Well, Eddie is right. If you have not yet paid for a drink or something else, chips or whatever, in the store, you have no right to eat them. They're not yours yet. And I've found too many, while I'm shopping at Walmart, too many 
empty bottles or trash from somebody eating or drinking something and then leaving the container on a shelf somewhere. So, yeah, it's not yours. Don't eat it until you pay for it. What I would say is the people that threw it away and didn't pay for it stole it. Yeah, or they brought it in with them and then they left that, their that trash. That didn't happen. They didn't bring it. They didn't do a oh. potluck. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't potluck at Walmart. It just feels weird. Like, you don't go watch the movie and then pay for it. You pay for something and then you use the product. No. It just feels weird. totally different. That's not a good example. How do you, how do you pay off your car? You drive. Yeah, yeah. You, well, 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 you well, use well, it. you have to make the purchase <laughs> first. Like, yeah, you have to, uh, somebody has to pay. In a, car's, in a car situation, the bank lends you the money to pay for the maybe car. the bank lets you a little well, more money. But you're going to buy it. <laughs> no, you're there to buy it. it. I have no problem with it as long as you're not stealing it. I don't know that there's a rule. Well, let's find out because Lunchbox went out with the microphone. All right. So, Lunchbox, what'd you do? I went to the grocery stores and I started shopping and I opened food and I started eating. <laughs> oh, and no. I went up and found managers and said, hey, is there a problem with this? All right, here's the first clip. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am, i got a question for you. <laughs> What's the rule about snacking while I shop? Well, as long as you pay for the items, I don't suppose there's a problem. Okay, so like... I mean, people won't probably appreciate it, but as long as you pay for the items... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pay for it because I'm an yeah. honest person, but I didn't I, know if, like, security's watching me, like, I oh, I'm making know. sure that guy pays yeah, for that. Yeah, you know, they probably are. But, okay. But, but you know, just, hey, let them know, because I didn't know... I'm just saying, most people don't snack as they shop. Oh, okay. So they will notice that, but as long as you pay, I'm not concerned. I only have money this way. Okay, so it's not like rude or anything, right? No. Okay, all right, thank you. You just had to keep eating while talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that was a bag of chips. I was like, okay, cool. We're on a bag of chips level. <laughs> Did you elevate it? Yeah. I went fried chicken. Oh, what? Oh, my gosh. The one from the hot... <laughs> grocery, yeah, like grocery store? Yeah, grocery store. They had the hot section. They had the rotisserie Wait. chicken. Then they had a box of hot uh, Wait, fried chicken. But that might be different because don't they weigh it? It doesn't have... I don't know. No, it had a scanner on it. But, yeah. Okay, it, had, it already yeah. had the so barcode. I just grabbed, okay. grabbed me some chicken. Here is Lunchbox eating fried chicken in the grocery store going oh up to him. Gosh. Oh, my... Oh I'm, <laughs> I'm already cringing a little bit, but okay, here we go. Excuse me, sir. Question for you. Like, sometimes I eat when I shop... I just want to know, is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, I mean, I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as long as you bring in the, the package of the cashier, then, yeah, that's okay. We, yeah, we love people to do that. Okay. Is it, so it's a normal thing, right? Yeah, yeah, people do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just make sure I didn't know. I'll drop piece. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't get a big lunch break, so I'm just trying to eat real quick and shop at the same time. Yeah. Cool. Sure. All right, you want piece of chicken? Uh, no, I'm good for now. Uh, <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> Do you want a piece of chicken? That's uh, funny. So, uh, so what'd you learn? I learned that they have no problem with you shopping and eating. You two can different eat. stores, two different managers, two different foods. Yeah, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> Hey, we've learned something today. <laughs> and you can talk to people with your mouth full, and that, they're very uh, awkward. Chicken? Well, <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, thank you, Lunchbox. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. You can save over $500 on your car insurance with The General Insurance. Take a closer look at The General and get quality insurance for less. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. The Highway 58 Volunteer Fire Department in Chattanooga, Tennessee, just presented a plaque to Mandy the cat, whose bravery saved a life during a recent house fire. So Mandy's owner was watching movies. Her name is Tammy. She had some candles going, but it was at night, and she eventually fell asleep on the couch. The wax and the candles started to drip on the floor and started a fire. 
Now, Tammy says she remembers her cat Mandy making weird noises and tugging on her nightgown, but she never fully woke up. Well, then Mandy pounced on her chest and slapped her in the face with her paws. <laughs> cat did that. And wow. <laughs> she immediately woke up and even began choking due to the heavy smoke that was already building up in the house. So Tammy and Mandy were able to escape. The firefighters arrived, saved the house, put out the fire. But all of this happened because of Mandy, who she now calls her guardian angel. Never heard of a cat giving a crap, period. No. Not even just about this, about anything. I so know. awesome. <laughs> and two, you could easily make this up. So, and, and I don't oh. want this to happen. Oh. I don't want this to happen. I'm not saying she did this, but I'm just thinking to myself, or Lunchbox, who's always trying to get on the news. Oh, my dog. What, what could happen is you could just see there was a, if there's a fire and you got out and you had to call the fire department. What you do is you go, well, uh, there I was asleep on the couch watching the game. And all of a sudden, my dog Snooky, what's his name? Waldo. My dog Waldo <laughs> came up and started biting on my ear. And I thought he was getting fresh, but no, he's waking me up. <laughs> so all you have to do is say, they can't prove it didn't happen. That's a great point. There's no there's no cameras. Oh, yeah. man. True. So but, I, but I'd have to burn down my house. No, no, no. Hers is safe. <laughs> but it's a risk. you uh, got to be willing to part take. Part of your house. Like you got, yes. Oh, just have a burn like right there in the middle of the floor. <laughs> you, well, the fire department has to come. Oh. But I'm saying if it does happen and it works out, you can then say that later. Okay. And make the news. So don't set it on purpose. We light a bunch of candles, but not, the wax never drips on the floor. Am I jinxing myself? Because they're all pretty controlled yeah. inside of something. I mean, is she doing like an Abe Lincoln style thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, great for the cat. Firefighters, A+. plus. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, let's play Amy versus Lunchbox. Amy, your first question that Lunchbox will know the answer to. What's the name of the TV show about crab fishing in the Bering Sea off the coast of Alaska? Hmm. So I'll give Amy three questions that Lunchbox should know the answer to. He can steal. And then I'll ask Lunchbox three questions that Amy should know the answer to. Boat, fish, crabbing, crabbing, crabbing. What's the name of the TV show about crab fishing in the Bering Sea off the coast of Alaska? Crabbing crabs. Boat. Shipwrecked. Crab. Shell. Get the crabs. (laughs) Grabbing crabs. Time. Lunchbox. Deadliest catch. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Amy Maria Sharapova is an athlete who was ranked number one in the world for 21 weeks in what sport? Tennis. That's correct. Mild sport. You played in like fourth grade. Uh, oh, you were good. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Yeah, and I won first place baby Acapulco tournament. Austin, where, Texas. Shout out. Andy Roddick was there in 1992. This product can be used to fill small cracks in plaster and make a smooth surface. What's it called? This product can be used to fill small cracks in plaster and make a smooth surface. What's it called? Okay. I don't know. The first thing in my head is growl. But I think it's that caulk. What's your answer? That caulk. Incorrect. What is it? Lunchbox? Well, growl. Spackle. Oh. Is spackle and caulk not the same thing? No, it's not. Okay. Um, All right, Lunchbox, you got three questions. Yep. Dang, I didn't do good. Yeah, you did. You got one. Where on your body would you wear a piece of jewelry known as a signet? Signe. Signet. Spelled S-I-G-N-E-T. A signet. Signet. It's a jewelry. That's like a headpiece. Your head? Yeah. Incorrect. 
Amy? A what? It's called a signet. Signet. <laughs> a signet? It's spelled S-I-G-N-E-T, but it said signet. Dang, I have never heard of this. I clearly don't wear one. But where, where would you wear it? I don't know. Maybe it's some weird way to say your nose. Incorrect. It's a ring. Your hand or your fingers. Dang. Huh? Britney I'm- Spears recently announced she's pregnant. Yeah. Lunchbox, how many kids does she already have, not counting this one? Two. Correct. Shout out, Brittany. I mean, K-Fed. him birthing, he knows. Lunchbox, how, how are eggs usually prepared for an eggs benedict? Oh, eggs benedict. Poached. That's right. Boom. Hit it right, ding. Ding. If he's right, he wins. Ding. He's, he's it's right. Season winner. Ding. He's a champion. Yeah. Ding. The answer is. Ding. Screw uh, poached. Yeah. What up? What up? You're the winner. You're the winner. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to know so much about the women, baby. Oh. Ah. Oh. Woo. About the women. I always said I'm a ladies' man. What up? There he is, the ladies' man. It feels so man. good up here on top. Amy, how you doing down there? I'm good. Nice I can't job. hear you. I'm good. Can't hear you. I'm way up here on top oh. of the mountain. <laughs> Lunchbox, the big winner. Nice job, buddy. Yeah. If you really want to feel great, you know, it starts with a good night's sleep. And sometimes maybe you go a couple days and you cannot get a good night's sleep. And you're like, oh, I feel fine. But eventually you're going to hit that wall. Sleep is the ultimate. If you're not getting it, you're not going to feel your best. Choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number. Because every great day starts, well, the night before. And knowing more about your sleep habits help you achieve your best quality of sleep for your overall health and your overall well-being. Sleep number smart bed owners who use their smart bed's circadian rhythm feature improve their bedtime and wake time consistency by an estimated 35 minutes of better quality sleep. So try to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day if you can because it is so important. You need that great sleep. My sleep score IQ is 70. My sleep number setting is 30. I love the sleep number. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because every great day starts with the night before. And now save a thousand bucks on Sleep Number's most popular smart bed, the i8-360 smart bed. For a limited time at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash bones. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Eric Church. Eric, how are you, man? I'm good, Bobby. How you doing, bud? Hey, doing pretty good. Yeah, I was thinking about you. Uh, I know when you make music, at least the last time, you know, you guys went to... I believe North Carolina, and you got in a house. You live mm-hmm. there. You, you you wrote. You recorded. So for you, when you're creating, does it is it like we're gonna go all in and do it all now, and then the rest of my life I'm gonna not do it, or do you still write songs in between? I still write some in between, but I, I think a lot of it is um, I I store it up, you know, and I, I try to put myself in a uh, a creative place. And, 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 you know, get it all out of me, write a bunch of songs. And then, you know, from the next time, from that period to the next time I write, I'm pretty quiet. You know, I don't, I don't do a lot of writing. Um, but yeah, you know how it goes. I mean, songs find you, you know, so I'll, I'll dabble, I'll put stuff in my phone. Um, and then I'll try to find that next spot where I just empty it again, you know? So it's, it's kind of this uh, cycle for me that, that, um, kind of, over a two-year period, you know, I'll, I'll kind of exercise. As someone who creates a lot of different things, especially music, do you ever write a song, and is, is your process ever to not listen to it so you can get away from it, to then listen freshly to see if you like it, or will you just know right then? I mean, I don't know. I think the point of creation, um, especially like, you know, 
um, you get that goosebump, that feeling of, hey, this is this is a good one. Or um, uh, when you've written thousands of songs, there's those few that pop out. Um, I think that's what we were trying to create when we made The Heart and Soul. I mean, that, at least for me, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write a song that, that morning and record it that night so that you, ne- you didn't have any lag time. Normally, when you write a song... You hang on to it for a couple of months. You play it for a producer. You play it for, you know, these people. Then you go in the studio. So by the time you record it, a lot of the, a lot of the magic's been knocked off of it. And, um, that, that moment of creation, that birth of a song is the most magical thing in music. Oh. And if you can carry anything, if you can capture that and carry it, you know, so it's always that moment uh, it's, to answer your question in a long way that you know in that moment if, if you got something. And again, pardon my ignorance for sitting on this for a second. So, but if I write a joke, or you know, I've written books, and I, I will be in it so long that I, it, while I'm writing it, I lose. Is this even funny anymore? Is this because I'm living in it? Does that ever happen as a songwriter? Where you're writing the song, and you're like, man, I thought it was great, but I've just been yeah. grinding it out that I can't really feel anymore. If I know, yeah, hundred percent. But it's, it's, I think that first that first time that you kind of know, you know, there's a reason you stayed in the joke, you stayed with it, or you stayed with the, what you were writing. I think you know instinctively, or at least in, in my in my history, that feeling you get, I call it like goosebumps or chicken skin, you know, when, when you you feel that feeling, there's a reason you felt that feeling. So that's, that's normally when I, when I trust my gut, it's on that stuff. But yeah, I mean, after you, after you hammer on it for, you know, hours and you, you, you whittle it down, it, it can sometimes feel like, it, you know, is this thing still good? But, yeah, I, I just always try to trust that, that first thing. Eric Church is on with us. We're celebrating Harlan Fire, going to be number one this week. You wrote that song by yourself. Is that mm-hmm. harder to go, this is a great song, if you wrote it by yourself because it's all you, or is it easier? It just depends on um, – you know, for me, I'll always normally when I co-write, I start all the songs myself. Um, I'm, that's where I'm best is I'll, I'll have a verse or I have a chorus or I'll have kind of a thing kind of you know outlined in. And then I'll go to a co-writer to say, hey, help me here. Help me color this out. And is this, you know, is this what I think it is? What's another angle? But with Heart on Fire, it just kind of kept, you know, I didn't, it just kept going. And all of a sudden, instead of stopping and taking it to a co-writer, I just kept writing. And um, it was critical to this project because what we were doing was so wacky um, and so uncomfortable to people. This was the first one we recorded. And I needed kind of a proof of concept, you know, for, for the band and the guys that, that, hey, what we're doing up here in the mountains for six weeks is, is going to be cool. It's going to be worth it. So um, this was the reason, in my opinion, the whole project worked uh, was this song. You know, so many people look up to you and they shout you out constantly when it comes to songwriting. I was with Thomas Rhett recently. You know, he did that. But I wonder, you know, are you able, and you talk about being able to kind of shut it down sometimes, like at home, in the house, with your family, are you the musical dad or are you the dad that just does music? And there's a difference. Which one would you say you are? I'm the dad that just does music. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. My household is really not centered around me at all, which is good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's really around the kids. I got two boys, ten and seven, and they run the household. You know, so um, it's I'm I'm just the dad that happens to go out on the weekend and play shows and stuff. They, they're starting to get to where they they know it a little bit, especially my ten year old. You know, he knows um, some of the songs or kind of gets what I do. I'm not sure that 
my seven-year-old just doesn't think everybody in the world makes music for a living. You know, that's what they do. He just doesn't know there's any other any other occupation out there. So, do you, uh, follow me here. Church music for kids. You do a kids record. Can you imagine? <laughs> Come on. Uh, have you heard my music? <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm saying you go into a whole different world. Church music for kids. This is it. You can find. Yeah. Oh man, I think you got it. Funny. Funny story, one time I was on a, um, my first promo tour promoting Sinners uh, Like Me, which anybody's ever heard that album. It's a pretty uh, a adult album. And one of the things, I was at a radio station in Texas, and they took me to a kid's birthday party. And, that, and I had to play, and it ended up being balloons and all this stuff, and the kids, it's a true story, and the kids sit down in front of me, and all I had was a Sinners Like Me album. <laughs> so that's that's a frightening situation, you know, when you're looking at four year olds. Well, listen, I we're, we're, I still think it's an idea. You know, we you know, maybe we, we suss it out some other time. But super pumped you're on the show. Congratulations, congratulations on the Tar Heels. I, you know, I'm from Arkansas. Right. I, was, I was really hoping we'd get to play you guys. But um, yep. you know what? To be able to have, a ch- I'm just so jealous of anybody that wins. I'm gonna be honest with you, Eric. I just want, I just want to win. And, you know, you're yeah. a blue blood and you're used to winning a little bit, but I, but still, yeah. that's got to be great to have, like, your people win it again. It was, it was it, you know, and again, it was the Duke, you know, it's Duke. I mean, for that, that was a national championship, you know, for us. And if you guys had beaten Duke, it, I would have. I would have made a San Antonio show. <laughs> you, you know what's funny is I consider because North Carolina lost. I think they won the national championship yeah. because they won that game. That's what's crazy <laughs> in my head right now. See, it didn't matter. That's the thing. That's what, that's at least as a, as a Tar Heel fan. I mean, once they beat Duke, it was everything else was skating. You know, that was the one. That was the thing that you know, game of the game of a lifetime for me. You know, um, so it was a. Uh, it was fun to be there. I had my boys there. My dad was with me. He's still alive. So we all we all went and had a just a one hell of a night. I have a friend that was, well, a couple friends that that you were with and that ran into you that night, and they sent a picture yeah. of Jim Nance hanging out, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a cool Eric Church and Jim Nance together at the same time." <laughs> Did you get a chance to talk to Jim at all? Yeah, I played golf with Jim. Oh, okay, flex. Okay, <laughs> you could have just said yes. You didn't have to keep going. Yeah, no, Jim. Jim was great. We had us had us over for like a little. Um, they had a little victory after party thing. CBS guys did. And Bill Raftery and uh, Grant Hill and all the guys were there that called the game. And uh, it was. I took the kids. You know, it was funny. I'm the I'm the dad that um, you know. One a.m. or after the thing in New Orleans, I take my my kids to the bar that they're having after party at to, to hang out with Jim Nance. So it was it was a lot of fun. Well, listen, uh, super pumped to talk to you. Hope you're good. Uh, good luck. You don't need it, but congratulations on another number one song, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks All for right. having me. There he is, Eric Church. In my head, I consider North Carolina the national champions. Yeah, I was wondering why you kept Even though saying I, that. I know. Uh, yeah. It's cra- that is crazy. <laughs> well, it was such you a big said game. it, and I believed it. No, I know. I was and like, I okay. watched both Final Four games and the national championship yes. game, and yeah. I, in my mind— have North Carolina the national champion. It was such a big it game. It was such a big game. That, yeah, I understand why you did that. But I'm sorry I was, to Kansas fans. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's Because you said won it all. Yeah. That's the I only thought re- it. In my head, I was like, you won it all. <laughs> but I, first of all, sorry to Kansas fans. Yeah. But I realized through the, and Eric had to be like, what are you talking about? But I, in my mind, because of that, and because of this, the hubbub about him not doing that show, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. also didn't ask him about it. Cause, uh, did you hear what he said about Arkansas? If it would have been North Carolina, Arkansas, he would have had the San Antonio, San Antonio show. show. Yes, that's, that's funny. Correct. Yeah, because it wouldn't have been as big <laughs> right, of a game. Right.
All right, Eric Church, good to talk to him. Tractor Supply can help you make the most of your property or yard. Whether you're working on your garden or you're ready to upgrade your outdoor kitchen, you'll find everything you need at Tractor Supply for life out here. Visit your local store today. Here's a voicemail from Blaine in Los Angeles. This call is for Dr. Bones. I have a friend that's in denial because his friend received a honorary PhD, and he's saying that it's not real or legitimate, but I think it is. Anyway, prescribe him some drugs. He'll be better. Thanks. You're well, I will. I'll call me later, buddy. I'll get him a little prescription going, you know? I need a little something-something. I got you after this. Okay. Well, I'm not an official doctor until May 14th. Right. So I can't yet. Okay. So uh, here's voicemail too. Wendy from Ohio. I have a brilliant idea. Once you get your honorary doctorate, you should change all of your socials to Dr. Bobby Bones. <laughs> so instead of it being Mr. Bobby Bones on everything, you can be Dr. Bobby Bones on everything. Don't you think that would be a brilliant lunchbox? <laughs> no, he's not a real doctor, guys. He's, it's, it's stupid. He can't do that. Well, we'll see. I can oh. legally write Dr. I can and set my signature. That's you can legally do it now. Well, I mean, and, and it be real. Like I could. Uh, also, you're an author. You've written three books. On your future books, would it be written by Doctor Bobby? Bobby could. Oh, stop. It definitely could. Oh my goodness. It definitely could. <laughs> this is, this is but gross. not until May wow. 14th. Yeah. Uh, let's do Mike from North Carolina. Lunchbox. This one's for you. Okay. I want to make right. sure you're recognized here. I was wondering why Lunchbox got gypped from being on the TV show. Everybody knows that he's, just, he's the favorite. I don't think that's right. Lunchbox doing a daggone good job. I'm Team Lunchbox all the way. Go Lunchbox. Yeah, that's Lunchbox. what I'm talking about. Let's go. That's, go Lunchbox. Yeah. yeah. That, that cheerleader needs to go back to camp. Go, go Lunchbox. Lunchbox. The Bobby Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Bobby, have you ever lied about your height? It's a funny ask. Be honest. It, the answer is yes. Has like, most men in the room have lied about that? Well, I don't lie. I literally it, it, no, no, no. If you look at my driver's license, it says six foot one. So legally, I'm six foot one because I was in shoes when they measured. That being said, I'm growing still, and I think I'm six one without shoes now. Okay. Well, let me tell you. If you were dating this one particular girl that's on TikTok, Samantha, she would catch you in your lie because that's what she's doing with dates that she's meeting online. Because in their profile, they say I'm six foot. So when they come over to her place, she well, has, quick. Oh. well, I mean, to pick her up <laughs> okay. or whatever. Oh. So she has a door frame where she marks where exactly where six foot is. And she has them walk through the door and she can tell right away when they're lying. Boom, busted. And she films it for TikTok. <laughs> Is that funny? I think they're I'm funny. offended. I never get offended at anything. <laughs> One of her videos I- has three million views. I choose not to get offended at things because I feel like I can just move from it. But for some reason, I'm angry at this girl. Let for fact-checking guys lying about their height? No one asked. Okay. Does she, does she appreciate the people even more that are taller than they said? I, it, listen, uh, I, I don't know that part. All right, what else? <laughs> I have four very popular survival tips that are actually myths and will kill you. Ooh, those are interesting. So I'm about to save your so life So stuff right we've now. always heard but is not true. Go ahead. Opening all of your windows to survive a tornado. I, I would never do that. But why do they say not well, to do that? Well, you grew up maybe like where tornadoes were. But yeah. I feel like if I were to hear this, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Why would you do so that? So that, that the wind can just like go through it. It's the dumbest then, thing I ever heard. Listen, but stop. again, I grew up where tornadoes were. So we didn't do that, obviously. If you open your windows, it won't spread out the force no. of the tornado. It will create a wind tunnel that can rip off your roof. 
And also, so, your windows are just open. Yeah. yeah. And like stuff will come through your windows. Listen, this is a myth that's out there. Got to clarify for some people. Love it. Lightning never strikes the same place twice. It does. It absolutely it does. Now, the myth started because of a joke that was lightning never strikes the same place twice because the same place isn't there anymore. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but people ignored the second part and then the myth was born from that. Okay. Ration your water if you are stranded. Oh, I know this one because don't ration it. You should drink it normally because you won't make good decisions if you are dehydrated. Yep. The right move is to ration sweat, not water. So try to stay cool, drink your water, and use your strength that you get from that water to search for more water. Dehydration is much more dangerous. Early on, you'll make the best decisions. So they say drink water, have a clear mind as you're trying to focus on what you're doing over the next Block of time. Yeah, that's good. And another one about drinking water. Drinking water from a cactus oh, you to can't. survive in the desert. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You, you want to know why? Let's see if I remember this. You want to know why? Because most cactuses don't have the water like the movies say. There's only three mm-hmm. that, that actually, what? Like two. Okay. Two species of cactus. <sighs> cactuses. So don't go into a cactus trying to drink the water. Because some of the liquid in cactus are poisonous, actually. Some are filled with acids that mm-hmm. can cause... Ugh, a not happy situation. Yeah, like diarrhea and stuff. Yeah, And you'll like be dehydrated, that. then you gotta drink mm-hmm. all your water, and here Fatal. you go again. Wow. Fatal. Yeah. So there you go. Well, Garth Brooks says his Nashville club will be a safe place where everybody has good manners. He said, quote, I want to be the Chick-fil-A of honky-tonks in Nashville. Oh, uh, closed on Sunday? <laughs> or just just friendly? Closed. No, just friendly. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, like everyone's on their best behavior. The staff is really nice. People are just kind at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, that'll be cool. Uh, two days out, Eddie and I are opening for Garth Brooks on Saturday in a football stadium in Arkansas. Pretty, I don't know what the word is. Excited, but also a little nervous. Also, both. well, I know I don't get nervous to perform for the most part, but it's like, I just want people to understand that we're a comedy music act, you know? Yeah. So I hope people don't like boo us. Well, you, you'll declare that when you get out there. Yeah, but nobody's listening. Okay. So yeah. All right. All right. There we go. I maybe that's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. Introducing the first ever Hyundai Ionic 5. This thing has all the tech you would ever want. It's fully electric inside and out. Your journey at its most evolved. The Hyundai Ionic 5. Extremely limited availability. Available in select states only. Contact your Hyundai dealer for availability details. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Seven-year-old Hunter was with his dad at a Montreal Canadiens hockey game, and they were there before the game, and they went down to the glass, and he's waving at his favorite player, Nick Suzuki. Hey, can I get a puck? Can I get a puck? And Nick tosses him a puck over the glass. Well, I guess he's not been playing catch with his dad enough because, boom, misses it, hits him right in the face, gives him a big old fat lip. So the hockey player, Nick, feels bad, goes to the bench, gets a stick, signs it, and hands it to the seven-year-old. And he's going back to his seat, and the usher's like, nope, can't have a stick in the arena. You got to either give up the stick or you got to leave. What? I must not have seen it happen then, huh? Must not have seen it happen. He goes, because it can be, I guess it's considered a weapon. He goes, so either give us a stick or you got to leave the the arena. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) And so the seven-year-old's like, I'm keeping the stick. So he had to leave the game. Had to leave. Him and his dad had to go home. Didn't even get to watch the hockey game. Okay. Well, the Canadians found out about this, reached out, and guess what? They're coming back, and they get to be VIP guests. And so they'll probably get to meet all the players, get to do stuff on ice. Don't know what it means, but they're going to go VIP <laughs> to the next game. Yeah. I feel bad for this usher because they obviously didn't know. 
They didn't know. And they just saw someone with a stick. Then rules are rules. No! Right? If you if are... they got it from a player, I don't think rule Right. You can overrule a rule <laughs> if you have that ability. Right. Um, but I don't think had the Usher really known what had happened, they would have kicked him out. But So he went home with a fat lip, a stick, and a puck, <laughs> and sadness. But then the Canadians made it better. Cool. But this Usher, I mean, come on, let's give him some training. Obviously, you can say, hey, look, my stick is signed by the guy. Like, he hey, just I've gave it I've seen that before, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, good story. Love they did that. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 